Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good. Uh, it's about 3 o'clock, Tuesday, May 24th. Uh, LJ, we are very quickly approaching our Memorial Day deadline. Yes, we're almost about to get into the 12 days of Memorial Day. We are only we are only 6 days away from that starting. Are you excited? Are you excited for the season to be end, the, the first season to be over? Yes. Uh <laughs> absolutely. Um but there's still a lot of season left, of course. Um and you know, we figured today even though there was quite a bit that happened in the games last night, there was a few a few walk-offs, um, but we certainly will have time tomorrow to get to that stuff. We want to take today's show to go over the top 100 prospects list. MLB.com has recently re- revised their list, and um, we're just going to kind of run through as many names that we want to talk about. We will try to make it as you know not very redundant and we're not just listing off names but guys that we actually have a little insight on um i think that's how we kind of want to approach this is that right yep and i'll go ahead and get things started here offering up the first name we're just going to run through any names that we see on this list and stop at them let's stop at the top we have a new number one on the MLB.com rankings now with Bobby Witt Jr. gone off this list. Julio Rodriguez also gone off this list. And it is now being, this title, of course, is now being filled by Adley Rutschman of the Baltimore Orioles. Brandon, so far so good for this guy. 
in his three games that he's played for Baltimore. I've been pleased. Yeah, you know, it's been um it's been interesting. It was it was cool to watch him last night against uh, Garrett Cole. I thought some of the at bats he had um, were pretty competitive. Um, really, the the Orioles as a whole hit really good last night. Um, but of, yeah, of course, Adley Rutschman is one of the better hitting prospects that we've seen in a while, and he's also a catcher. Um, you're talking about a guy who is already one of the best fielding catchers in the league, according to most. Um, and someone who had a 60-grade hit tool, a 60-grade raw power tool. Um, you know, a guy that could really be a team leader in the future and, you know, really assume that role as captain um, on this Orioles team. I think that that, that that role would fit him well. Yeah, this is the type of player, he checks off so many boxes that he kind of has to be slotted in as your plan for the future of the franchise. Like, this is the guy out of anyone on this team, and they've certainly picked up good pieces. I think Ryan Mountcastle's had a really successful start to his major league career you know, you talk about Trey Mancini, Cedric Mullins, Anthony Santander. Out of all those guys, the number one guy you're keeping is Adley. hundred a million ways to Sunday. In terms of anyone else that we're going to talk about later on this list for Baltimore, he's 100% the guy that you keep as well. He just, he fills so many spots of value. Absolutely. Brandon, did you have anything on Riley Green that you wanted to particularly talk about the number two prospect, or can we go ahead and jump to Grayson Rodriguez? Uh, I want to talk very briefly about a Riley Green. Um, this is a guy who has been overshadowed by Spencer Torkelson because uh, Torkelson's actually been in the MLB um, this year, but Riley Green has been hurt in AAA, and in my opinion, could be, you know what, no, is better than Spencer Torkelson. Ooh, okay. You look at his stats in the minors, um, especially last year, tore up both AA and AAA with enough plate appearances in both to where it was a very substantial sample size for his entire season. Um you're talking about a guy with a lot of power, um, a, a nice hit tool, um, and can really kind of do it all. Um, according to Fangraphs, if he was in the majors this year, they projected that um, he would have about 1.7 war across only 67 games playing. Interesting. Um. Yes, yeah, certainly. Again, this is a guy they're going to want to have in this group for a long time as well. It's a it's a situation where I don't think there's really been anything that head turning that Detroit's brought into that outfield in a while. You know, Robbie Grossman, you're talking about an older switch hitter here. Um, who else do they have here? They got Willie Castro playing left right now, but they also have Austin Meadows, who is solid, but you know, you kind of had to, you had to go out and find him to be able to find another guy who's going to be able to really produce out in this outfield. And you literally lucked into 
Akil Badu last year. So it's this is going to be – he's going to definitely have his place in this lineup. Well, LJ, you want to talk about uh, Grayson Rodriguez? Yeah, this is a guy who, you know, gets kind of screwed over into that number two prospect in the Orioles organization r- ranking, that honor right now, just because, you know, you're how often do we see two top three prospects? Like, let's take some time to appreciate this. Baltimore's done well here. As bad as they've been, like, they should definitely be doing pretty well for themselves, but they did really well with these two picks. Grayson Rodriguez, you're talking about a 22-year-old who genuinely every pitch he's got, he's going to be able to throw very well. And, like, as a major league hitter, a pitcher, he's going to be unstoppable with just about whatever he decides to throw. You're looking at fastball, slider, curveball, changeup, cutter. Everything looks like it's either great right now or going to be great at some time in the future. One issue with him, of course, is going to be the walks. Hasn't had the best command. You're talking about he's just under three walks per nine innings in AAA this year. But at the end of the day, you got to kind of look around at the rest of the numbers to decide for yourself if that's hurting him. Uh, Is the three walks a game hurting his ERA of 270? Hardly. Is it really hurting his FIP that much of 1.77? Not really. This is a guy who's going to strike out a lot of batters because when he does get it into the zone, he's going to be able to use that zone so effectively that you're not going to get good contact. It's yeah. just not. The, the strikeout uh, numbers for him across his entire career in the minors have been uh, pretty ridiculous. You're talking... 121 strikeouts through about 80 innings of work last year at double a already 66 Ks through only 43 innings of work here in triple a he's got this stuff. absolutely and i think i it's a question of when not if you see him this year because what he's shown so far has been amazing he's not given up the long ball this year yes he's walking guys his walks are up to his highest since 2019 here at AAA, and I'm sure they'd like to see that get down before they bring him to the major league level. But at the same time, you add you add three walks a game into a BABIP of, of 315, meaning he's getting very unlucky for his pitches in terms of contact, and yet you're still getting a 270 out of that. That's like that that's partially showing how good the pitches are, but it's also showing a little bit of how good a pitcher he is not just a pitch thrower like he's able to keep his head with runners on base he's able to get out of situations and really work within himself to get the job done and he's doing it against the smartest hitters that you're going to get outside of the major leagues here in triple a all right well up next we have gabriel moreno of the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, honestly, I had not heard much about him until the other day, honestly. I didn't realize this guy was ranked so high. Um, I'm surprised by that. But according to fan graphs and a few articles that I've read, um, this guy, he's a, a 5'11", just under 200-pound catcher. But they're calling him the most athletic a catcher to come along since JT Real Muto. Wow. Uh, in 2021, 
we saw in the minors his power um, kind of dip a little bit from what we're used to, I believe. Um, well, I mean, actually, no. Eight home runs in 32 games is not what he was doing in 2019, which was 12 homers in 82 games. So we saw his power spike a little. But this is still a very solid prospect all around. When, when you combine the hitting, uh, a little bit of gap power in there. He's got speed. Of course, all the value he can bring to you behind the plate. Um, and a 22-year-old who we could see for the Blue Jays very soon, as we know Alejandro Kirk on the Blue Jays, he's only 23. So they certainly don't care about uh, bringing up these young catchers that they have. No, they don't. But at the same time, where are you playing him at this point? Like, this is a very, this is a delicate situation if you're the Blue Jays in terms of what you're going to do with your whole catching core. Because this is, right now, yes, he's a top prospect, but he's probably the fourth guy in your depth chart at best. You know, you've got Zach Collins currently playing in AAA right now because Alejandro Kirk and Danny Jansen are doing so well. So it it's great to have this kind of depth, but it's almost too much depth. And I'll be interested to see who they're willing to give up because, you know, Brandon, if you're able to get, if you feel you're a couple games behind the Yankees at the deadline, which is, is reasonable. I think that's a reasonable spot for them to be in. They could very well still be in contention for everything at the deadline. And all of a sudden you see your guy come up, the guy that you think is like almost the Justin Verlander of this year's trade deadline, like what Justin Verlander was to the Astros in 2017. If you find that guy, are you willing to give this guy up? I'm not sure. Are you willing to give up one of the other guys? Which guy is next on the list in terms of trade value versus impact on the roster? That's going to be something to look out for with the Blue Jays going forward. Brandon, can I lead you into this next one here? Number five on the list, Anthony Volpe of the New York Yankees. Uh, he's currently in double A right now. I haven't taken too close a look at any of his stats. I'm sure you have, but MLB.com expects him to be up by 2023 is his estimated time of arrival. Right then clearly kind of seems to be squarely in a championship window for the Yankees. You're really getting something good, something interesting out of Isaiah Kiner-Falefa here at shortstop. And certainly the rest of the infield's kind of filled up right now. So are you, do you see that as a realistic timeline for Anthony Volpe to be in the majors or are they going to kind of stall this out as they have a couple of years to win? Potentially. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing, is that we have a more ready shortstop prospect um, already named Oswald Peraza, who is 21 years old. He's in AAA, um, and he was a guy who I believe we found he was like an international amateur. LJ, we signed him for $175,000. He's now, um, I believe he's, he's on this list somewhere. He has to be. Um, uh, he is 55. 55, yeah. Uh, for $175,000, he's a few years older than Anthony Volpe um, and has really done a nothing but rake, uh, at least last year. 
He struggled a little bit so far hitting-wise this year in AAA, but it is still early, um, and people in the Yankees organization are very high on him. But as for Volpe, um, look, from what we've heard, he gained a lot of weight. He was able to bulk up this offseason, and his swing is kind of geared up. like it, it's a Chris Bryant type swing. He puts the ball in the air, um, but even though he does sell out to put the ball in the air, he's not sacrificing much contact in order to uh, do that. Um, you know, a lot of people don't think that he's great in the field, so that gives you a little uh, maybe a Glaber Torres flashbacks there. Um, Certainly don't want that, but well, actually, that makes things a little more interesting for his future because, I mean, when I hear great in the field, and if I'm correct, most of that issues with his arm. Yes, uh, a yes, lot of people that... say that he has too too a weak of an arm to play on the left side of the infield. Yeah, so you know what? Honestly, that kind of that spells more for his uh, future as being second base, which actually gives Oswald Braza an actual opportunity to be on this Yankees roster because at the end of the day, you're certainly not bringing another guy in to play shortstop right now with how IKF has done. And I don't, I don't think, based on everything I've heard, anyone's giving Oswald Braza the starting shortstop job over Anthony Volpe if that was the only option available. Like, if you had to pick between the two, Right now, it would be Oswald Peraza because no, but you're look. You gotta look for the next ten years. Oh, for the next ten years. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so you're not gonna waste your time and waste an opportunity to get Volpe in here because Oswald Peraza happens to be there. You know, the Yankees, and this is just a speculation, but Trey Turner is a free agent this off season. Um, I'm sure the Yankees are gonna inquire about Trey Turner. You'd be dumb. To have to be in that big of a market and to, to not inquire about a guy after you kind of said, Brian Cashman, he kind of said that he wanted to get one of those big name shortstops. And of course, he knows that he, he has these guys in the minors. So, you know, Trey Turner's a free agent. Just look out for, for that potentially. But we should keep running through some names here. Yep. Where do we want to go next? CJ Abrams. Pretty. I'd say disappointing first cup of coffee here with He's really young. I, I'm not Again, very, very young, but I mean, I'm not going to get too worked up over a 21 year old. However, at the same time, that, that, that certainly wasn't what you wanted to see out of the first group. You'd much rather see a guy be in a situation. You'd almost rather them be in the situation that Royce Lewis was in where he played so well. And then they still sent him back down. than you would, have a guy, you know, under the Mendoza line coming back to the AAA team and having to reset himself and re-gear himself, particularly at the beginning of the season, that can really screw guys up, I think. You know, you're just getting off to such a poor start in the spring is tough. Yeah, it's also a very crowded infield there in San Diego. It's hard for him to get playing time as it is. Um, I'm not as down on him honestly um like half the league is hitting under 200 right now it seems so um i'm not you know 
when it comes to offense this year, you got to remember that like a low 600 OPS is average. Um, Marco Luciano, why don't we go ahead and jump there? I might be jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah, he jumped up three spots from the last ranking. That's the highest out of any player we've talked about so far. He jumps from 11 to 8. Um, a real interesting uh, infield prospect for the Giants, though. Um, a guy who's 20 years old right now. Um, he's got that elite bat speed. They, you know, A lot of power coming out of the shortstop position and uh has done really well in the minors so far this year lj you're talking seven homers in 20 games or excuse me seven homers in 31 games at high a ball last year had 18 homers in 70 games at low a ball um a real nice prospect here for the giants that um they could really build around uh for this next wave of guys that they're gonna be uh going through in this organization call me a nitpicker but i'm just not that excited about this season as you are sure i get it seven home runs 31 games 120 playing appearances however you want to say it but at the end of the day since he made the move up to high a last year the strikeout numbers have not been good the walk numbers haven't been good i'm not sure i 100 percent agree with him being a next year guy if anything he is a late a September call-up next year guy because and that just kind of at least you know you're not going to complain because everything else shows good again you're talking about awesome power overall this guy's going to be a really good hitter he is still he still has a 300 batting average this year but you don't have to feel you don't have to feel rushed to bring him up next year you can give him a little more time especially seeing we have seen this kind of career resurgence out of Brandon Crawford it's not like we're looking for the heir apparent right away. They know they have it, and they can really uh, they can wait it out and play the long game, I think, with this situation. Absolutely. Uh, I can agree with that, especially because he is only 20 years old. Uh, LJ, let's jump over to a Red Sox guy, Marcelo Mayer. Um, I believe you picked him fourth overall in last year's draft. Yes. And now he finds himself ranked number 10. He jumps up two spots from the last rankings. Um, yeah, LJ, tell us a little bit about this guy. Um, overall, it's been, a, it's been a solid start. You know, really, has looked, he's looked solid all the way through so far. First two years, both in the uh, rookie complex and in A-ball this year, he's slashing 333, 386, 507. That's a 147 weighted runs created plus on that level. That's, again, some of the peripheral stuff I'm not hugely thrilled on yet. I, he's certainly far from ready. But if we're talking about two years down the road, 2024, he could be a really exciting, useful shortstop prospect here for this team. Yeah, you know, and I, I think you put that uh... – really well because yes you do have the 333 average and a great on base percentage great great a slugging percentage but just like uh marco luciano talking about a 27 percent strikeout rate with him so you know um but with age your your plate a discipline gets gets better uh that's you know 
yeah i think that gets that gets better with these prospects i think what you're looking at for both of these guys more so meyer than luciano right now is a full year at this level Mm. is really what you're looking at because these types of peripherals as as much as you're just because you're starring you're a star on this level doesn't mean you're not going to get absolutely eaten alive at the next and you look at the plate discipline numbers for both of them you move them up to double a which is basically as talented of pitchers as you're going to get in the minors they're going to be able to eat you alive with some of these pitches and that's not that's not going to help development at all you're better off getting them to get this work in at a level that they're comfortable they're succeeding they're confident confidence is a huge part about development with these guys well, the next guy I, that we're going to talk about made the biggest or one of the the biggest jumps on this list from the last time MLB.com came out with their rankings. As he goes from number 49 to number 11, that's Daniel Espino, a 21-year-old starting pitching prospect from the Cleveland Guardians organization. Um this is a four-pitch guy with a potential 80-grade fastball. He's fastball, slider, curveball, changeup. Uh, the command is certainly a getting better. And this is a guy who has just shoved uh, pretty much every year he's been in the minors. Did struggle a little bit in high A last year. They still choose to, to bump him up to double A for this season. And uh, LJ, 18 and a third innings, he started four games. You're talking 17 Ks per nine, a 1.96 walks per nine. That's way down from what he's been at in the past. Uh, A batting average on balls in play at 200. So even when they are putting the ball in play, it's weak contact. Um, I can certainly see why he jumped up the list so much. And, you know, I'm going to not doubt this guy because... How many how many different players, especially uh, pitchers, have we seen come out of nowhere from the Cleveland organization? Oh, it's not surprising at all. Again, this is this is how this team's leading their rebuild too. This is the emphasis. This is the focus, and he'll definitely be a part of big part of that as well. Um, I think we're good to. Do we want to make a per, a bigger jump here? Yeah, sure. Uh, we can. We can I jump certainly kind of wherever we can do a few more. I mean. Yeah. Tristan Cassius, I've talked about too much. American Joey Votto with more power. Um, he's going to be up sooner rather than later. Jack Leiter, I think, is more interesting because I think they might be misusing him here. They they had him jump straight to double A to start this season. So far, through 24 innings, he has a 6.38 ERA. A big part of this is command four wa- over four walks per nine. 11 strikeouts per nine, though, if that's any consolation. So he's certainly, he's showing the stuff that he has, but the command is not at all there and he's struggling when it comes to the actual numbers. It almost feels a little bit like they're rushing him along because of the lack of pitching that they have on the major league level. And that could really, why ruin the best thing that your organization has just for some semi-immediate success? Wait, did, did Jack Leiter not pitch in the minors last year? Like at all? I, I'm not seeing any. So, they just started him off at double A. Like, yeah, he is 22, and he was pitching 
in the SEC, but I don't know. Uh, there, there wasn't anything wrong with his arm, was there? I don't think um, so, right? No, and I just checked on Baseball Reference. They, yeah, they did not have him pitching at another level. Last so he year. had a hundred ten innings at, at a Vanderbilt, which is a lot. I mean, that's yeah. he. He just played a full college season, but they didn't even think to give him a couple of starts in like low A or. Rookie ball. No, no, but I actually, I can defend this choice because, you know, you're talking about, it's not just 110 innings, which is a lot for any college pitcher, but it's that plus all of the work and workouts that he had to do in prep for the draft. So that's basically another month of in-season time added into that. And ultimately, it's probably the best thing to give him a break. And it's not like he, it's probably not like he, did like no work during that time i'm sure he'd probably you know you're talking about go to the complex you know you're working with the coaches with the staff and they probably did a lot in terms of form technique hands-on training that you can't do with guys that are making starts that may end up working out to his benefit but it certainly isn't right now also if you're gonna if you're gonna give the guy all that time off Double A is not the spot to get warmed back up into baseball. Like he hasn't, he hadn't started a game in 10 months at this point, And they just kind of tossed him into the fire as a young player. That's just not, that's just not smart. Absolutely. I can agree with that. Um, LJ, Alec Thomas, yeah. ready to eat your words, Brandon. Is he a rookie of the year contender? Yeah. Alec Thomas certainly is. Um, he comes in at number 17 on the list, um, the young outfielder for the Diamondbacks. Um, Henry Davis, the number one overall pick in last year's draft, he is ranked number 20 on the Pirates. Um, let's see, anyone else interesting there? Um, you know, George Kirby at 26. Of course, he's in the MLB, but he did hit the IL. Nolan Gorman for the Cardinals. He just got called up. Um, Nolan Gorman's an interesting situation, though, because, like, his success right now, this cup of coffee, so to say, he's really going to have some semi-major effects on this roster. I mean, particularly a guy like uh, Paul DeYoung. You know, where what would be his role on this team? When he comes back, like if he were to get back into the team, what could what possible role does he have? Like he would clearly need Nolan Gorman to kind of fail here because it's just it's not a, it's not the situation for him right now. This is his success. Is what I'm getting at here is a very big minor, a big hit on a vet like that right now who's time in st louis at least very well could be over based on how he's looked he's looked solid to start a few other notable names at least guys that are in the mlb um you're talking mackenzie gore jumps from 81 to 34 that's plus 47 spots i believe that is the the single biggest jump on this list uh another guy Matthew Libertor got called up with 
Nolan Gorman. He's on the Cardinals. Luis Campusano has played time for the Padres. Bryson Stott for the Phillies. Royce Lewis now back in AAA with the Twins. He's at 41. Um, and then how about MJ Melendez? LJ, I talked about him getting called up a few weeks ago when he did get called up. Um, he's been playing really good, actually. We're talking a 106 OPS+. plus. Uh, two home runs in the 17 games, uh, and I was pretty high on him. I thought he was a really interesting hitting prospect, a guy that can get a mentored by Salvador Perez, um, you know, one of the better power hitters in the league. Um, and I was pretty high on him, and he's off to a good start, and it's nice to see him crack the top 50 here. Yeah, it's definitely great to see that. But Royce Lewis, I think odds are – has the greatest chance to shoot up this list again you're talking about this is a i believe 23 spot jump i believe he was in the 60s last time they did this This, list this only says 42 to 41 for him Um, all right maybe it was another list my bad uh either way no still yeah i mean he came up and looked great looked like a major league starter at the major league level now is coming down to triple a a top prospect and number one pick whose only real flaw was injury and how much can that really be blamed on him so i mean we'll have we'll have to wait and see but i think of anyone on this list he has the greatest potential to rise absolutely well um lj i think that's it for me do you have anyone else that you want to talk about um, yeah, Jason Dominguez, um, greatest potential to fall. Let me, hold on, let me pull up a little Jason Dominguez here. I actually haven't checked his stats really that much. Spirited defense of Jason Dominguez is, is He's brutal. 19 years old. Like, that's your, it. that's your defense of everyone on a prospect list. No, okay, when you're 19, LJ, we are older than this, than this guy. We I don't care, older. I don't care that I'm picking on a kid. All right. Look. That being said, Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, uh, LJ, yeah. uh, J- uh, excuse me, Jason Dominguez. I, I wasn't. I wasn't finished here. Um, oh. has a one eighteen weighted runs created plus in single A right now. Um, a two sixty one batting average. You know, you're talking four homers in thirty three games, twenty RBIs. Wow. Um, pretty impressive. Uh, you know, just you're you're ignoring a very Big stat on on his page here. What's that? I know I know you're looking at the same stat as I am. You're looking at the same page as I am, and you know it's one that I also very am, am very fond of. And you're intentionally ignoring it, Brendan. Would you like to read off that strikeout rate? Yes, it's like thirty something percent, thirty three point six percent, thirty three point what? Thirty three point. Six, but I would like to hold on. Wait, wait. <laughs> I would like to check something else really quick. One, one thing. One thing. Okay, okay. so you said it was what thirty-three point what six. Well, Aaron Judge, the year that he finished second in the MVP and won the Rookie of the Year, had a thirty point seven. It doesn't matter. This dude's not going to be Aaron. Are you really comparing him to Aaron Judge? My lord, this is why. Is this is why in- I hate this guy. <laughs> no, no. I was this just is the entire reason. I was just using that. <laughs> okay, that was maybe a bad okay. Of Yankees fans who 
think that they have this great, like, the greatest farm system the of all velocity? time, and I really don't care anymore. Because, have you seen the exit you know, velocity, LJ? Have you seen the exit velocity? Have you seen the exit velocity of how, of how quick I'm going to leave this Zoom? Um, <laughs> have I you just, seen the exit velocity? I just genuinely, I'm, I'm so sick of, I, I knew, I was like, all right, this guy's got to be overrated from the second. From the second I heard somebody say, yeah, the Yankees did it again. They got another super prospect coming through. Like, they act like, Mickey Mantle just came up like five years ago. I mean, yes, ever it's a good it's a good farm system. I'm not going to complain about that. I'm not going to doubt that. However, you can't tell me it's like God's gift to baseball is the Yankees farm system. Like it like it's some divine providence that they have. Like every single great player comes through there. No, honestly, a lot of great players come through there, and they the Yankees let them leave before they even get to majors. All right, well, that'll wrap up today's show. Thank you guys for listening. Check us out, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.